0: on this episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. Paying kids for chores sounds like a brilliant idea up until the moment one of your kids casually waves their hand at you and says, nah, you know what, mom? I'm actually enjoying my book here. I'm not interested in the money today. You can go ahead and do the dishes for me instead. That's typically when parents say, nope. We're not playing this game. You're gonna do your job because you live in this house. Today we're gonna discuss the money pants rules to follow when someone in the family neglects to do their job for any reason. After all, the jobs in the house are not optional. You can't let dishes or garbage pile up. Someone has to do them. So today we'll discuss how to keep the home running smoothly and fairly when someone is unavailable, sick, or simply refuses to do their part. Plus, we'll share the simple solution of what to do when your teenager starts making money flipping burgers and mistakenly thinks it means they no longer need to help out around the house. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day.
1: I'll never forget the last words my uncle said to me before he passed away. Stop shaking the ladder, you little twit. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of eight sons and seven daughters, ranging in age from toddler to college student. We are both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But... The only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And welcome to season two. Can't believe we have over, <laughs> Anna, we have over 50 episodes. Over 50 episodes of us telling our. That's incredible. Well, our. our Successes and failures using money pants. <laughs> and this is a this topic today we're gonna to be talking about substitutions. And this topic, this has been in development for quite a while, trying to fine-tune substitutions. And what happened was okay, so with money pants, you pay your kids cash. And we were working with a beta family and we're explaining to them, okay, you're gonna pay your kids, this is what you're gonna do, this is how you're gonna do it. And the parents came back and they're like, Yeah. There was a problem. One kid said, "No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know as a parent, you're like, "Um, what do you do? You're kind of you're kind of stuck where Yeah, and-
0: because if you framed it of, "Hey, you're going to get paid if you do your job, you choose to do your job, we'll pay you."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what if they choose not to do their job? Yeah. So, wait, everybody could just choose not to do their job and then you're back to square one of I have to do it all, and how is this fair?
1: Well, you're back to threatening Um, or manipulating or whatever your tactics were before. You're you're back
0: to the same boat of me, you know, hoping, begging Uh, that somebody would please help me out cleaning the house. Well, no, and
1: this mom in particular had people coming over for dinner. She was busy preparing the meal, and and this kid was supposed to be cleaning the living room, and they didn't do it. She
0: offered them money. Yep. And um, offered them, you know, hey, it's, it's job time. Do your job, and the kid, nah, don't want to do it.
1: And so the mom ended up having to do it herself, and because partially because she didn't have time to sit down and go, okay, little Johnny, this is why we need to do it, and this is the whole deal, and this is how it works. She, he just basically he had her over a barrel.
0: Yeah, and, and and quite frankly, a lot of systems where you like reward your child uh, to do chores or do things like. That This is where people go, hey, uh, that doesn't work mm-hmm. and that doesn't fly. You're part of this house. You should be helping out. This is, we're a family here. We all mess up. We all need to clean up. I'm not paying you to do this. You live in this house. Yeah, but
1: moms and dads need everybody to help out. This isn't a hope or a want. This is, this is a need. Yeah. Like Everyone needs, and also the kids need to. It's funny. The kids need that experience as well. It, and, and, of course, they don't know that. They don't understand that because they're kids. How would they know? But moms and dads know. And it's so healthy for the kids to have those responsibilities. And so
0: so, so, what's the solution here? What is the solution here? Because it, it, you can understand why people would be turned off to the idea of paying their kids when all of a sudden you that the first time the, uh, somebody goes, nah, you go <laughs> ahead and do it. I'm not interested. Yeah. And all of a sudden, well, well, don't don't you
1: want to play soccer? Don't you want to do such and such? No. And all of a sudden, again... You're like,
0: you know what? You need to clean your room and you need to do the dishes. And And you better do it it now. You better do it now or, you know...
1: Out to the woodshed with you, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah. So I I want to kind of break this down. Um,
0: Well, we have a solution. Right. We have a solution. But the first thing is to understand when you're assigning out jobs... This isn't your kids doing you a favor of, (laughs) oh, will you help me out, that sort of thing. How you frame this whole thing is really important. Uh, These are stewardships. When you uh, assign people rooms to clean and um, um, areas to be in charge of in the house, it's their responsibility. It's their stewardship. And whether they're getting paid or not, it's their responsibility,
1: and so, so, you have
0: to set that You have to set that yeah. up with your kids. Well, no, not- no, no. Okay.
1: One person can't be doing all the work, Hannah. First of all, that's not fair, but that's not right. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the mom or the dad or the oldest kid or that one kid who just takes it upon themselves to keep the house in order, it, it's not fair. Not only it's not fair for the person doing it, but it's not fair for everybody else in the family either. It's not healthy and it's not right. And so that's the whole principle that we're kind of espousing here is that Everyone needs to contribute because you're all part of a team and you're all part of the household and everyone should be contributing and doing lifting, uh, taking a part of the, the responsibilities. Yeah. Because that's right.
0: Well, and, and how many people or how many kids, how many uh, people do you know who go, oh, that's mom's job. Oh, yeah. Mom's job is to do that.
1: Oh, no, no, and You get to college like, and like... Oh, m- mommy's not going to clean your room for you. And it's like, wait, what? Okay. I remember hearing that when I went to college. I'm like... My mom never cleaned my room for me, <laughs> but
0: for some people that that's I know, true. and I know. that is their attitude. Is um, well, forget their
1: attitude. That was their experience. Mom more, did clean I the have room. I have more
0: important things to do than do any favors for you right now, Mom. You do your job of cleaning the house and taking care of the house. Because? I've seen this attitude. No, because it's mom's the maid. So common, mom yes. is the maid. Uh, yeah, and so
1: how de- how degrading is that for uh, women? By the way, Just, how degrading is that, Hannah? Where yeah. moms. The, the pinnacle of our society, the, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. The, the one who has the biggest influence on the future of, of society has been relegated to family made.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind Boy, of... Boy, is that backwards.
1: That's so backwards.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we're saying, no, the job of the mom is to teach, is to actually teach everyone to take responsibility mm-hmm. for themselves and um, look at, you know, make sure they're contributing, that that's the job of the mom is to nurture character and and yes. um, yeah. correct attitudes. And exactly. so so that is the job of the mother.
1: So, uh, So here's... The principle. Here's the solution to the problem. If someone isn't willing to help out and gives the nah, I don't want to, or I don't care about football, or I don't care about piano lessons, or I don't want anything, so I'm not going to be motivated. Well, here's the that's fine. It's still your responsibility. It's still your stewardship. And guess what? If you don't do it, you're gonna have to pay somebody else to do it. And all of a sudden, that changes the dynamic considerably. Where, it, but but you have to set it up that this is your stewardship, little Johnny, little 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 Daniel, whatever whatever your name is. Yeah. this is your stewardship.
0: Yeah, whether you get paid or not, this is your responsibility in the home. To
1: be in your best interest, though, yeah, to get paid.
0: <laughs> but wouldn't it be fun if you also got paid? Yeah, I am willing to do that. But whether I pay you or not is your responsibility. And if you choose not. To take your responsibility, you are going to be responsible to hire a substitute. Yeah, somebody
1: else. And that's and so the whole this whole episode is about how, how to set up substitutions. And and really, before you even start using money pants, you should be very clear when you set this up. These are stewardships. But then there has to be consequences for not fulfilling your stewardship. And they have to be set up ahead of time. And, and this this is how you do it. So that's what we're going to talk about today is, is stewardships and, and implementing, if there's a substitution, and sometimes there's a legitimate reason for a substitution, but how to implement and avoid some of the pitfalls. And so we're going to talk about the, basically the two different scenarios, whether somebody's excused from doing their job or they're unexcused. We're going to talk about in detail what it means. We're going to define excused versus unexcused. Uh, we're going to talk about the mechanics of substitutions, like what the steps are, how to do it. Like yeah. here, here are the basics. And
0: also, like uh, if you say somebody's job is excused, what the app does with that, right, how right. the app handles yep. and that. that.
1: And the neat thing is the app is well integrated into, into this process and it makes everything very simple and straightforward. Uh, we're going to give a couple of notes on uh, things, things to watch out for and just a little clarification on when it comes to substitutions, what certain things mean. Uh, and we're, ge- we're really going to get into the weeds on this one. And then we're going to talk about some ways that people try to get around substitutions and the four different tactics that you'll see. You know, the claiming they're sick or they're too busy or, or, or having somebody else cover for them or, or even if they have outside jobs.
0: Yeah, you, you don't want to make any rookie mistakes in that arena. So, and so we're gonna set you up so you're prepared, and so the jobs will get done, rain or shine, and it doesn't all get back dumped back onto one of the parents or both yeah. the parents, whatever the situation is. So, this is a very valuable podcast. This will have basically outlined the rules of the game.
1: Uh, and, and, and I should I should be very clear, Hannah. You and I have been. Tweaking this for years now to make sure that it works. Because we have, again, we have all different personality types and people who want to test the system and, and you, you want to set up clear boundaries. So let's just get it right into it. Let's start off with the two different scenarios when it comes to substitutions. And maybe I should even clarify what a substitution is. It's when somebody else does your stewardship, someone else does your job. That's what a, that's what a substitution is. Yeah. And there are only two. Two ways that can happen. Either it's excused or it's unexcused.
0: And to clarify, when somebody substitutes a job, they basically get paid overtime
1: because
0: hmm. they already did their job. And uh, Oh, yeah, we should be very so- clear. You
1: cannot be a substitute unless your job is done first.
0: Yeah, so so yeah, a substitute has to have their job done first, but a substitute uh, gets paid overtime, basically, because they've already worked really hard and then having to turn around and do somebody else's job, guess what, they're gonna get paid more for that. But,
1: but that's fair, I yeah. mean, that, 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 that seems, they've already worked hard, they've already done their stewardship and now you're saddling them with another stewardship? Yeah. So but let's talk about that. The two different scenarios, there's either excused or unexcused. And let's define what it means to be excused, where th- this is really just either you're out of town or you're sick. Those yeah. are the only times that you're excused from your stewardship because you you literally can't do it. It doesn't mean you're not willing to. It means you can't. You're not able to. And that's it. Either you're sick or out of town. That's it. But if okay, so let's define out of town.
0: Out of town, yeah, because um, out of town does, does mean? not mean they're not there during job time. It does not mean that they're gone or they're busy. That's that doesn't qualify as out of town. If they're does, out of town, it means they're sleeping somewhere else. Like
1: li- they are literally, literally th- physically out of town. It doesn't mean. They're out of touch, <laughs> or out of their mind, or uh, out of out of contact. No, they're out of town, and this means like they're on a trip. They're at a at a uh, dance camp, or or a scout camp, or they're visiting the grandparents in Wyoming, or something they're like that. On they're, a ski they're, trip they're, or they're something.
0: Not, they're not there. They're
1: not there. They're physically not there. And they're
0: not sleeping at your house. And, you know. Yeah. Um, because it, otherwise.
1: What will happen is if, oh, anytime somebody's not there, they they don't have to do their job. Well, all of a sudden you'll have people disappearing all the time conveniently at job time. And everybody's experienced this where, you know, you all sit down to a nice meal, mom or dad or whoever it was made of this delicious meal and it's all there and everybody sits down and you eat it. And then right as you're finishing up, you know, mom or dad look down, check their phone, see what time it is and look up and to assign who's going to clean up and poof, everybody's gone. Like, wait, what happened? Where did, Where did everybody go? go? Oh, <laughs> I guess everybody's, everybody's out of town. No, that's <laughs> not what gone. we're talking about. We're, we're talking about legitimate, planned, previously scheduled out of town. Like, not available. Because otherwise, anybody could make any excuse of, oh, yeah, I'm gone. And we don't want that. Being out of town does not mean they're busy. It means that they are literally not there. And, oh, and I should be very clear. If someone has a scheduled activity, it means it's on the calendar. Okay? It's on it's on the family calendar. And even in those situations, when it's on the calendar, you can still work around that and be like, okay, well, you can't do your job. I see that you have soccer practice from 7 to 8, and we're doing job time from 7 to 8. Fine, I got it. We're going to give you a job, and your job will be from 8 to 8.30 when you get home. Yeah. So, So th- th- there are ways around that. Um but when, when we're talking about somebody being out of town and, and that being a legitimate excuse, it's, you know, they're just not there and not, they're not able to do their job. The second one is, the second uh, excused scenario is if they're sick, where if you're in you're in bed and you're not doing anything else. You're, if you're too sick to do your job, that also means you're too sick to go to school, you're too sick to go to practice, you're too sick to go to activities, you're too sick to play. Uh, good indicators are usually, you know, that they, they have a fever or they're throwing up and I mean, let's be honest, Hannah. You know when your kids are really sick and when they're faking it. Yeah. And then there's always that gray area, but there's usually no confusion if they're really sick. And, and, here, and this is kind of the, the judging criteria. Uh, if they're too sick to do their job, then they're too sick to do anything else. And so if they have a big activity planned that night, you need to set it up. And I guess we'll talk about this in a minute. But you need to set it up. That, okay, well, if you're too sick to do your job, you're also going to be too sick to go to your activity tonight. And
0: and that's the right thing to do. Like,
1: And we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. if
0: you have a kid that has a tendency to pretend that they're sick when it's convenient, you know, you'll have (laughs) to point those things out. Say, well, if if you are sick, then you do need to stay home. You need to get into bed and... Um, no miraculous recoveries when this activity starts later, just so we're clear. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so you know, e- you'll have kids who maybe test that boundary.
1: So and then the other scenario we have uh, for. Uh,
0: so those are those are excused. Right. Uh So yeah. uh, out of town and sick. Th- that's an excused. Yeah. Um,
1: that's an excuse for not doing your job. Uh, and then the other category is unexcused, where basically it's anything that's not excuse. so they're not out of town. They're not sick. They just didn't do their job for whatever reason, or they didn't complete their job properly within the job timer. So that's excused. That's unexcused. Let's talk. What happens now when someone is excused? The app makes it very. I think that the app makes it very easy. Where uh, what happens is the user loses money for that job. Obviously, because they didn't do it, they're not going to get paid for it. So they're going to lose whatever they would have earned from doing the job first. Secondly, they're not going to get mastery for the week for that job. Because mastery, you have to do whatever it is, rain or shine every day in order to earn one mastery point. And if they didn't do it one day, whether they're sick or not, sorry, you're going to lose mastery for that week. And then a new job will be created inside of Job Jar for someone else to do so they can get paid to do the, to do the work. And the good news is, the person who is excused from doing their job does not lose their bonus. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: so, 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 yeah. If you were sick, yeah, you won't get paid for that day. But you know what? That's not really your fault. So we're not going to take away your opportunity to earn. Um, well, no, the like, bonus yeah, at like if you're sick or week.
1: or if you're gone at scout camp or you're gone visiting the grandparents for three days or whatever.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like a fault of your own. It wasn't laziness. It yeah. wasn't due to a lack of diligence on you your
1: were, part. You were you were excused.
0: Yeah. At the same time, you didn't do your job every day that week, so you're not going to get a mastery. So it it makes sense. Right. It makes sense. And how you would access that, by the way, is um, when the job inspector is going through and marking who's done their jobs. If somebody's not there and they need to hire a substitute, they just swipe from the the uh, swipe from the right, and they'll have the opportunity to, you know, then it shows up. You can choose whether.
1: Yeah, the the two options are sub. And then sub plus fee.
0: Yeah. So the sub plus fee is for if it's unexcused. Well, let's move on. So that,
1: that's what happens when you're excused. You, you don't get paid for the job for that day. You lose your mastery. A new job jar gets created in, in, or a new job gets created in Job Jar, and you get to keep your bonus. But if it's unexcused, the loser moves, still loses the money for that job. They still don't get mastery. A new job jar is created. But here's the, here's the kicker if a job is unexcused, you lose your job bonus for the week.
0: Because that job bonus is for a person who does their job consistently rain or yeah. shine. They don't it's miss a, a, a single day. Mm-hmm. So so uh, the, the app re- uh, rewards people for consistent effort. If you can go the whole week without missing your job a single day, wow, you double your job your job money.
1: So that's a, that's a big so, one. That's a so real big one. Right the there. The first
0: time you go and you don't do your job and you lose that bonus. So that's a big deal. But then the second difference um, is that
1: you have to pay a fee. Yeah. And for in our family, it's a dollar. But depending on how much you know what your family's fee structure is, it could be two, three. It could be five dollars. You know that that's a sizable motivator to make sure you don't uh, get any unexcused. Um, fees for your job. You, you want it. You want it. the whole point is to motivate work ethic, and you don't want to miss your job. And the reason we do it, and oh, and it needs to be in cash. And the reason we do it in cash is because, it, as we talked about in the in our podcast, uh, the, the the power of cold hard cash. There's something about cash that has a more powerful effect on behavior than just numbers on an app, because we tried using just the app and, and deducting it from their, their income on the app.
0: Well, yeah, because we're like, hey, we have a ma- an app. Let's just do digital money and digital yep. credits and not bother with cash. You know, like, let's make technology work for us. It will make our job easier. But we found out it really is not nearly as effective.
1: No, what would happen is I would say, OK, you didn't do your job. Um, I'm going to have to get a substitute. And the response was, okay, just take it out of the app. Yeah,
0: take it out of the app. And and it was like it was a free pass.
1: Yeah, and that's, and not, were, that's not what we want. Yeah, there <laughs> was
0: no connection between um, I didn't do my job, I'm having to pay for it. Instead, it was like, oh, yeah, it, the app will take care of it for me. And it, no consequence to me. Yeah. Whereas if they're having to go to their money bag, pull out the money, hand it to you to get the make sure that their job that, that belongs to it, them it, is it, getting it done it actually tri- it means something yeah it
1: actually triggers a pain sensor <laughs> in the brain something. when you're handing over that cash that hard earned money when you're handing it over and it's leaving your hand and it's that physical manifestation of your work is going away and you're losing it it triggers that that, that pain sensor in the brain and
0: i had to give something up
1: yeah and that's a good thing, because that's what we want, because it should not be an easy thing to just, ah, I didn't do my job, who cares? That's not what we're about. We want to motivate the, the consistent effort. So to get an unexcused is a big deal. To get a substitution plus a fee, that's a big deal. It's a, it's a heavy price to pay, and, and it's designed that way. So now I kind of want to talk about the, the mechanics of substitution, like how it actually works. Like, so let's do, I don't know, let's do three different scenarios here where scenario number one, just going to walk through how substitutes work. Johnny is out of town at scout camp. The job inspector announces before job time that there will be a a substitution available at the end of job time. And the inspector is the one who runs and and does all the substitutions. That's one of their jobs is the inspector. And they can decide how they want to kind of run this, Hannah, where maybe that they could say, all right, the first person who uh, is done with their job, uh, completes their job and gets it passed off, they can claim the substitution or, you know, maybe yeah. you want to do it. You can say the oldest kid has dibs. It totally depends. However you want to set it up, you know, just you want it to be some, some sort of fairness. You know, maybe the oldest kid has a job that takes the entire job time and there's no way that it would be first, but they're actually the most responsible. And the idea is the substitute is getting a reward for working hard and already being consistent. And so, as you mentioned earlier, Hannah, it's like overtime pay, um, where getting a substitution, it pays better than a regular job. And so you want to it, it kind of use it as a reward. And so if, if someone's already doing a good job, you want to you add on to that. And then uh, once the inspector has finished inspections, they go to you know, uh, Johnny's account. Remember, Johnny's the one who's out of town. They go to Johnny's account, and they swipe the job, and they choose sub and then a new job jar item will get created. And then the job inspector will go and, let's say it was Catherine. Catherine earned the opportunity to you know do the, the substitute. The job inspector will assign the job to Catherine and she'll get to work. And typically this isn't a problem. We really haven't had this issue, but if you want, you can set a new timer for Catherine to, to get the job done. But here's the neat thing. Catherine has already worked hard. She's already shown that she's effective and, and, and is a hard worker and is is consistent in her effort. So it usually isn't a problem um, getting the, this substitute job done. But if you want, you can set a you know whatever 20-minute timer. Catherine, you have until this time to get the job done, or I'm gonna give it to somebody else. And then once Catherine finishes, she'll go to job jar, mark the job as complete, and this is cool. The inspector will go into the family safe, pull out a dollar, and give that one dollar bill. To Catherine again, again. This is cash based. Catherine needs that amazing reward. And you can kind of almost think of it like a mini payday, um, but that one dollar will go directly into Catherine's fund money, and she'll put the cash into her bag, and the app automatically adds it to her fund money piggy bank. So that that's really that that's one scenario where how how the job substitution will work.
0: If someone's out of town. If someone's out of um, town. I'll run through the next scenario. Okay. The next scenario is... what's well, identical. Johnny's out of town at scout camp, and the job inspector announces a substitution will be available. But in this situation, everyone has an activity right after job time, and nobody is available to claim that substitution job. So what happens in that situation is the job falls to the responsibility of the job inspector. If the job inspector cannot find substitutes, then they do the substitution. Well,
1: the job still needs to get done. Yeah. And so, and here's the thing. If the job inspector knows this ahead of time too, they could just use job time to do the job themselves. Now, here's the cool thing. they still get The job inspector gets paid for inspecting as well as any substitutions they do. So if the job inspector wanted to, I mean, they could, if there were three, two or three inspections or, or, or substitutions, they could claim them all if they wanted. But that gets pretty old pretty fast. And the idea is to, to give other people the opportunity to earn this extra money. But it, it, again, it goes back to the job inspector, it's their prerogative, how, how they want to run this. So just a couple of different options there. And then scenario number three, uh, the job inspections are all done and little Sally did not finish on time or she didn't even start or whatever but job inspections are over and she didn't pass so what now this is interesting this is different the job inspector instead of marking sub on Sally's job he's going to go to Sally's account go, go to the job and he's going to mark sub plus fee and Sally now has to go to her her little cash bag and pull out a dollar or more, whatever your family's fee fee schedule is.
0: The app will tell you how much.
1: She's going to go and pull out some cash and hand that to the inspector. That's the fee she's going to have to pay for not doing her job, for, for not being excused from her job. And hopefully it makes her really upset. And she's like, wait, oh no, wait, I, I'm i having to pay because I didn't do my job?
0: And I'm losing my job bonus?
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh. And the the and then the the job inspector will dismiss her, say okay, you yeah, you're gone, and a new job will automatically get created in Job Jar, and the inspector will give the job away just just like before, and let's say you know the oldest kid is the one that gets it, um, we'll call him George, and George goes finishes the job, marks it as complete in Job Jar, and then at that point when you mark it in Job Jar, it'll tell you hey hand that fee that you collected from. Sally, you're gonna hand that fee over to George. Now, George is the recipient of that fee money. And Sally's the one who's basically, Sally's hiring a substitute.
0: Now, when you collect the substitution fee, it's important that that it goes to the inspector. We've uh, made the mistake in the past of having the person who, you know, is paying the substitution fee to pay it directly to the person who did their job.
1: Excellent point, yeah. And
0: it causes bad feelings.
1: Yeah, especially between siblings.
0: Yeah, it causes bad feelings. Whereas, so so it's it's a little thing. You wouldn't think it's a big deal. But the fee has to be collected to the inspector. And then the inspector pays it out. Which is part um, of the
1: reason why the inspector has to be either a mom or a dad or the oldest child.
0: Yeah, and, and then they go. I need this because I have to. Uh, I have to find somebody to do the job, and I've got to hire somebody, and mm-hmm. you've you've got to pay for it. Yep. Um, but they should not be paying it directly because it causes bad feelings. Yep. So, so it's one of those little things. If you want to finesse this and have it down to a science, you want to avoid that.
1: Okay, so those are kind of the different scenarios to like whether it's a substitution or a substitution plus a fee, and that's ba- that's the basic like how it works. I want to kind of give a couple of uh, details that maybe th- little nuances. Other here. rules yeah. to the game. So, okay,
0: so so this is kind of like the rules to the game. There there are a couple other rules you need to know about, and here they are. The first one, you need to know that when you um, say, "Hey, this person didn't do their job," whether it's excused or unexcused, that there's that substitution job appears in the job jar list of jobs that are available. Right
1: up, right at the top.
0: But here's the catch. They're only in there until midnight of that night. And so if somebody does the substitution, they need to make sure they claim it that day.
1: Otherwise it disappears. Yeah,
0: it disappears and too bad. And, And the reason for that is because... If you have all these, what if you didn't do that and you had substitutions piling up? Well, it's the next day. The person's going to be doing their job anyway. And so somebody could go and claim the substitution go, hey, I I claimed the substitution. It's done. Well, yeah, the other person already did the job. (laughs) So it just
1: gets confusing. Yeah. So
0: so that's why it's that way. But you need to know that if you're doing a substitution, hey, I got to mark this right away.
1: So Uh, daily substitutions disappear at midnight if they haven't been claimed.
0: Yeah, you got to claim them that day.
1: Weekly substitutions disappear at midnight on Saturday night. So weekly substitutions, they'll be there all week, but they also disappear at the end of the week. And then uh, we, as far as weekly substitutions go, they don't get a fee. There's no option for a fee because the job is actually worth more than a fee. Remember, we, we weekly jobs pay way more than daily jobs. You know, sometimes 10 times more than a, in a daily job. And so uh, the... The, the, the job itself is the reward. So if you're going to substitute for somebody's weekly job, the job in and of itself is it pays it well. Pays well. Um, and then it, here's a common mistake that we've noticed is that sometimes people will, the inspector will will pass somebody off, even if, you know, the job is mostly done, like uh, close enough. No. Even if uh, only 1% of the job is left undone, the substitute Uh, will still get 100% of the substitution fee. Okay, so if Sally, when Sally didn't finish her job on time, she pays 100% of the substitution fee, not 95% or 50%. No, she pays it all. She lost the opportunity to do her job. She had plenty of time. It it was all very clear what was expected. She had the job timer. you're past the honeymoon stage. Here we go. She just, for whatever reason, didn't finish her job on time. And she, when, she, when she should have, she has to pay the whole fee.
0: Yeah. So don't fall into the trap of thinking, well, they did part of the job. They'll get part of the pay. And nope. uh, first off, that really complicates things. But also, it, it gives them the wrong message. Because if she does half the dishes, she doesn't get half the pay. You only pay for jobs that are completed properly and on time. And it's a good life lesson. Because <laughs> would you pay your barber half if he cut your hair halfway (laughs) (laughs) you know would you pay your surgeon half if he he finished half the surgery no you know would you pay a guy for fixing your car halfway if he finished two years later like no you you need to finish the job properly and on time you need to do it a hundred percent
1: and the flip side is you know Let's take it the other angle. If you pay half your mortgage, will the bank left let you live in half the house? You know, no, That's these are life lessons your kids should learn. They, they only get paid for doing the job all the way and doing it correctly. And, and
0: doing it in a timely manner. Yeah.
1: So uh, and now this last little bit, I want to talk, this last little section, I just wanted to kind of talk about and to wrap up this whole topic is I want to talk about ways of... That that we've noticed, where people try to get out of and get around substitutions, and and here they are. There's four basic techniques that we've discovered or noticed. Number one is people uh, claiming they're sick. Uh, Number two, people claiming they're too busy, or or even purposely scheduling things during job time. Number three, older kids paying younger kids to do their job for them, and number four. Any kid who has outside income, some sort of outside job. and I, So I want to talk about these four different, uh, how to deal with these four different scenarios. Uh, number one, when, when people claim that they're sick. Well, as we talked about earlier, you know, a good way, moms and dads, usually it's pretty obvious if your kid is actually sick. But there's always that gray area of, well, I don't know, maybe they are, maybe they're not. They're saying they don't yeah. feel well. Well, vomit and fever. Those are the two great indicators. But if there's not, not oh my stomach hurts, or, or oh my, there's a bone in my leg, or you know something's wrong. I don't know. That you, you kind of have to go. Well, I can't. I don't want to call my kid a liar, but I can't check to see if they're sick. I'm not going to take them to the doctor because they don't, you know, they don't seem that sick. I can't find anything wrong. And, they, and they're like, oh no no, I don't have to go to the doctor. I just I just don't feel well. It'll probably be over soon. Well, here's the rule of thumb. A good way to judge if they're sick is if they're doing other things they want to do or had planned. So if if they're too sick to do their morning job, but then they're suddenly out playing on the trampoline with their friends, or or they're going on a bike ride, or they're going to soccer practice, hmm, that means they weren't sick to begin with.
0: Well, or they're not sick enough that they can't do their job. Right.
1: So the rule of thumb is this, if someone is too sick to do their job, then they need to be on a 24-hour quarantine. That means yeah. no other activities. And that, that's the right thing to do, Hannah, because if they're sick, then you should keep them home quarantined. You shouldn't be passing yeah, they should, it around. They shouldn't or shouldn't be at they'll soccer get, practice. Yeah they'll, else sick.
0: yeah, they'll end up with pneumonia if they keep pushing themselves yeah. if they're sick. So it, it's it's not So it, it, it's it's what's good for them. Yeah. And uh, if, uh, but, but it's if, also helps you know if maybe somebody's just trying to manipulate you exactly. by saying they feel well, sick when well, they're
1: not no, but that's it, because if they're not sick you should keep them home and quarantine them for 24 hours anyway because that'll teach them. <laughs> that'll teach them to cry wolf because uh, the consequences are the same either way. If you're sick or not sick, if you claim to be sick, we're keeping you home for 24 hours. If you're too sick to do your job, yeah, it's a mandatory 24-hour quarantine. It'll make them think twice, well, am I really sick? Hmm. Maybe this, <laughs> this weird pain in my stomach is just me being uneasy about having to do my job. Maybe I'm okay. So... But that's just the right. That that that's one way of, of dealing with that problem is, is people claiming they're sick. Uh, number two, Henry, you want to take this one? People oh, who claim you, you you had some thoughts on this. Yes,
0: one. Yes, um, people claiming that they're too busy. The Wall Street Journal, a long time ago, had a, an article: "Less Mandarin, More Chores," and basically, it was the point of the article was people are filling up their kids' schedules with. All sorts of activities you know to be competitive to get their kids ahead and so their kids schedules are packed and the objective was so that their kids would be more successful in the future and what the Wall Street Journal was saying was hey look every study that's been done shows that actually the one thing that indicates their future success is if they're doing chores at home from an early age and that that was more indicative of their future success than whether or not they did after school tutoring and music classes and mandarin and all these extras um, that their schedules were getting packed with and so if your child is too busy to do chores it's it's actually time to to rethink that and rethink that approach And it, you know it, if
1: they're too busy to do chores they're too busy
0: yeah they're too busy and time to cut it's time out. to prioritize and i'm this is hard for me i you know you have to do some soul searching and figure out okay what's actually important well we, what we come we from do family without?
1: lines of unrepentant overachievers Hannah. yes
0: very much so and so this is actually something really hard for me is i i want to i i I'm overachieving and and so um, this is something that I've really had to work on. And, and it hurts my soul to cut things out, but <laughs> it's necessary.
1: Well, but, but if they are really busy, Hannah, and, and let, let's say that the, the job time coincides with a, 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 a valuable activity, you know, yeah. maybe it's soccer practice. We keep saying like soccer practice or band practice or whatever. That's okay. That doesn't mean just because something coincides or, or conflicts with job time doesn't mean you have to cut it out. But it does mean you need to be a little more flexible maybe with job time. And that is, you know, you know, older kids had you know, after school sports or church youth group or whatever during job time. Then all you do is you just adjust their job time or give them jobs that aren't yeah. time specific. So for
0: example, I found that my kids in high school had a lot of activities after school and maybe they weren't getting home until seven o'clock at night. Well, we had already had job time. And so what... What you do for that sort of situation is I'm like, oh, well, there are other jobs that aren't critical that they'd be done, you know, before dinner, or right after dinner. So for example, cleaning up after dinner or uh, cleaning the bathrooms, those were jobs that I could hand out to my high schoolers, but uh, that had more flexibility in them. And so that worked well for them. And so you adjust to that, you make sure it's something that can work for their schedule but still expect them to be contributing don't be like oh wow what you're doing at school is so much more important you know what i'll just do everything because i've made that mistake and you end up getting treated like a maid your kids lose respect for you if you do that and i've i've made that mistake don't do it and we'll talk about that in a second here where
1: uh, one of the mentalities that, that comes yeah, from it. Yeah, we'll, you, we'll don't, you don't you don't
0: want to go there. It's 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 sickening.
1: So, <laughs> and then along those lines, you know, this number two case, you know, people claiming they're too busy. It could be that they're purposely scheduling activities during job time, just to get out of jobs. Where where it, so all you got to do is either change when the job gets done, or better yet, let your kids know that their jobs have to be done before the activity. So, hey, I you know, I love the fact that you've got soccer from 5 to 7, but Sally, you your job has to be done before you leave or, you know, before you go to study group or before you leave for your your job at McDonald's, whatever it is, your job has to be done before that. And then hey, by all means, you can pack your schedule with all sorts of stuff, just be aware your job has to be done before you can enjoy this privilege. This extracurricular activity. And that seems that seems to work really well in, to, to curtail the people who claim they're too busy. It's either you got to cut stuff out, change when job time is, or make whatever the activity is contingent on their job being done in the first place. Those are kind of the three solutions to that. Okay, on to scenario number three when it comes to trying to get out of substitutions. And and
0: by the way, this this exercise of having your kids, you know, make the time to clean up after themselves and get used to that idea of, hey, I can't pack my schedule so full that I don't have time to eat. I don't have time to clean my room. I don't have time. I did that. I did that in high school and I did that in college. And like my room was a disaster. And I, I remember... My roommate's getting frustrated with me because I was never there. I was never there to clean up after myself or to, you know, I was like, oh, I'm I'm too busy. No, you can't do that. And it's well, actually healthy? not healthy. Yeah, it's yeah. not healthy. You need that balance of okay, I'm going to spend this time to organize, you know, clean my laundry. I'm going to straighten up my room. I'm going to, you know, take care of these these basic things that need to be taken care of and getting used to the idea that you need to put that in your schedule. It's, it's a life skill. So, so don't discount it as, oh, it's it, you know there's too many more important things because it will come back to bite them later if they have that idea.
1: Well, and that's the mentality we're, that we're actually addressing in this very next one. Number three, where you have older kids paying younger kids to do the job for them. First of all, this is not okay. Because money pants rule, there are no money transactions between siblings without parental supervision. That's just a rule across the board. When you start paying your kids cash, there's going to be a very strong temptation for kids to make deals. And, oh, if you do my job for me or I'm going to buy this from you or whatever. No, all money transactions happen with parental supervision only. Okay, that's a
0: very important rule because otherwise you're going to have to deal with so many stupid fights about money between siblings. So you've got to set that rule up and you got to stick with it. And anytime somebody does that, whatever transaction they did, it's it's annulled. It is yep. not a legit transaction. Yes. And so and they,
1: they usually know it too, Hannah. Yeah, they that's know why it. they didn't get mom and dad involved in the first place. Yeah,
0: anyway, so so you set that rule up, but this yeah, it's important for the substitutions because somebody always paying a little kid a lot of times what they'll do is they'll try paying them less than substitution yeah. so instead of paying them a dollar to do their job they go hey I'll just get you know no, my no, no, five-year-old brother to do it for a quarter or
1: I'll give you a lollipop or I'll let you play with my rock collection or oh, whatever yeah oh, we've yeah. had
0: kids go buy bags of candy which they're also not allowed doing hide it and just oh wow all the little kids are magically so willing to do your job for you oh yeah you're giving why. them a, a cheap lollipop each time they do yeah. it and and the so, but what's wrong with that? What's well, wrong with and that? that?
1: Okay, so this is the big thing. And this is the mentality that we're addressing here, Hannah, is everyone needs to learn to work and contribute in the home. You're part of a team. These aren't, families are not accidental. There's a mom and a dad and a children. Everybody's working together as part of a team. Everyone needs to do their part. Otherwise, they develop the attitude that other family members are servants and that somehow my time is more important than everyone else's time. And that is so fundamentally flawed. And, and that's a very typical mentality. I think everyone goes through that kind of during their teenage years of my time is more valuable than your time. You're subservient. You're, the, you're And they get this mentality that mom... Mom and Dad, especially Mom, is supposed to clean up after them and do. They have this mentality that people are there to serve them.
0: Well, yeah, because, little, Lord,
1: little Lord Fauntleroy, that, yes, that mentality. Yeah.
0: Well, well, it, when your kids are in high school, as a parent, you want to be supportive to them. And I found that you know, like, oh, you know, they need the extra sleep, they need a nap, they need this, and so you start helping them out. And for whatever reason, it doesn't matter how nice the kid is, they start interpreting it as my I'm more important than you.
1: Because, and, and it,
0: my time is more important than your time. And and so and I it
1: breeds a mentality of entitlement and it's bizarre how quickly it happens, Hannah.
0: Yeah, like very quickly. Where like, oh, well, overnight I'm quickly, doing my like- school and me doing well in school is more important than you or whatever it is you have to do.
1: Yeah, you're just the lowly mother. You're just the lowly father.
0: Yeah. And so...
1: so Not only is that one of the most annoying mentalities to have to deal with, but it's also just wrong.
0: Yeah. It, it, but it happens when you... Like, I was just trying to be nice. I was trying to be helpful to you. I was trying to, like, you know, be kind to you. And instead, it, it turns into this weird a uh, different type. relationship yeah. with your kids and it's not healthy and it's not right yeah. so so yeah you, you don't want to go go there well that's
1: number three it, well, we're talking about you know ways of getting around substitutions and that was number three you know older kids paying younger kids to do their job for them and some of the mentalities behind that which you know are not are not healthy well that kind of leads into number four and that is you know outside jobs and income the, the kids could use that as an excuse to get out of substitutions and to get out of having to do their job where and here's the thing, they may have a legit job like McDonald's or, or you know they do a lawn mowing service or whatever. The problem is is that now they're gone, and they don't think that they have to do their job anymore. They don't have to contribute at home anymore. Oh, and,
0: or well, they don't need the money pants money because, hey, you know what? I just have to do these couple hours at McDonald's and I make more money there. Well, yeah. than, okay.
1: In our family, than you know, I do like, what? on
0: money pants.
1: No, no. In our family, it's like what, fifteen bucks a week? It's not very much, but one, you know, McDonald's pays fifteen bucks an hour. I'll so, just go get
0: a job at McDonald's and then I won't lift a finger at home.
1: Yep. And, and okay, the problem with that? Okay,
0: wait. Well, how do you deal with that?
1: You got okay. Before you let your kid get a job, and we talked about this, Hannah. We've and we've been very clear with all of our kids from the very beginning: is before you guys get a job, we tell our kids y- it's a privilege. It is not a right in our home for you to have outside income. It's a privilege because remember, mom and dad are paying for the electricity and the rent and the and the, and, and the gas and the water and the, and everything else. The kids basically living rent free. And now they have all this spending money and, they, and mom and dad are like, well, you just lift a finger here around the house. And the kid's like, yeah, forget you. I got all the money and I want. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay, time out. That's not what you want. That's not the mentality you're trying to engender. So before you let your kid get a job, you got to let them know it's a privilege and it's dependent on them getting their jobs and responsibilities done at home first. Remember, this concept of stewardship, Hannah, is so critical and it's getting lost, on current, current society where uh, kids not only do should they have responsibilities, they need them, and they need to be needed. And so th- the kids have to agree to the terms before they're allowed to get the job at McDonald's. And, and, that, and you brought it up, a good point, Hannah. The mentality is, you know, the kid doesn't do their job, and they're like, ah, who cares, it's only a dollar. I make 15 bucks an hour at McDonald's. I have fees all day long, who cares? Okay, that's wrong on so many levels. First of all, you live in my home. You have to contribute. You're part of a team. Uh, The rest of the family, we're not your servants. And your time is not more valuable than our time. Uh, And the analogy I like, you know, the football team, where, you know, you're running a play and the right guard goes, "Ah, you know what, the play's going to the left side. And I can can take a break on this one. It doesn't matter. Well, so he lets his guy go through. The guy goes through and blows up the quarterback and they lose yardage. It's like, well, dude, why were you taking a break on the play? Just because it wasn't going your direction doesn't mean that you didn't have to do your job. Or better yet, you don't know, doing a running play and the, the wide receiver's supposed to go downfield and block, and he doesn't. He's like, eh, doesn't really matter. And sure enough, the very guy he was supposed to block is the one that makes the tackle, and they don't, they don't score on the play. It's like, well, if you had just done your job, we would have been so much more effective. You're part of a team and it's critical that everyone contributes even if you don't think that what you're doing is that that important because it is it really is
0: right so so these kids that are working outside the home we we talked in a previous podcast of ideas of how to handle that that outside income where maybe it all goes into a bank account that's you know locked or uh, maybe it's just for a specific thing like okay you're working and it's all going into your braces fund right because you want braces or it's all going into your car fund or your okay. college fund or, yeah, yeah yeah and so it's a good idea to have that set up as well so it's just not so they don't lose motivation to uh, achieve their goals and habits and things like that where they have this oh i have more money than i need here to spend so yeah and i don't have to contribute at home anymore you don't want to go there, so so it's good to have that set up. That hey, this money is going here. That you earn at McDonald's mm. outside the home. Your outside money goes here, right. and you have access to it when you're 18 and out of the house. Yeah, okay, kind of like so,
1: for savings. Yeah,
0: so so that's good. But on top of that, because they're getting paid 14 dollars an hour at McDonald's, they and they'll say, oh, well, if I work at home. I don't get paid $14 an hour. And so they're like, you know what, it's not worth my time to work at home. Like, let's say they take that attitude. Um, well, their time, as we said, isn't worth more than your time or their siblings time. So it goes back to that, hey, this is your stewardship, working outside the home's a privilege. You still have to, you live in this home, you've got to accomplish your-
1: And we're gonna reward you for yeah, that though. Your, it's you, not like it's a punishment. Yeah. Or-
0: and so one time, actually twice, I've run into people who were running money scams. And this is, oddly enough, this is one of the ways that they scam people is they lead people to believe their time is worth more than your time. And so, uh, like, this one guy was, was telling me, he's like, oh, I charge my clients, what, $30,000? $50
1: million an hour. Yeah, it
0: was something ridiculous. It was like, oh, I get paid $20,000 for one hour of my time and, and my my golden, his my golden advice. Therefore, uh, we're in a 50-50 partnership. You're going to have to do three months of work. To equate to one hour of
1: my time, he was so full of baloney. Okay,
0: Um, but but I've seen people do this more than once, and so if you're listening to this, yeah, if you if anybody ever does that to you about your time versus their time, their time's thirty thousand dollars an hour, and yours is only fifty dollars an hour. Don't 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 deal with that anyway. So, but you don't want this attitude at home, and so here's how you deal with it. If you have a child who you've set this up with and uh, say, hey, look,
1: if you you want to work
0: outside the home, you have to get your job done before you leave. If, however, you go to work and your job is not done, whatever money you earn that day, you're not allowed keeping it because your time is not worth more than my time. And so, so, so no. That that money goes back to the family. It does not go in your your little pocket, because you are not going to treat us that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is very important because no, uh, we're not we're not doing that. And and talk about talk about it with them ahead of time, uh, because that's very disrespectful. Of I'm going to just dump all the housework on yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And I, I'm i going to make more money and not...
1: I'm better than everybody yeah. else. I'm more important than everybody yeah. else. And
0: and so... so,
1: Which is comical if you think about it. And a McDonald's employee is more important than everybody yeah, else. Yes.
0: So... You don't have to say that. So, yeah, but but that's... And you are
1: proud that they have a job outside the home? Well, no.
0: Like if you're, for example, a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom and you're not getting paid by the hour. And so it, you, you could have a teenager look at that and go oh, yeah, I'm, you don't get paid anything. I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. And your time is not worth, and, and, you know, quite frankly, I honestly felt that way about myself when I was first a stay-at-home mom. I thought my time was not worth anything because, and people would treat me that way. And, and then my husband was finally like, no, your time is valuable. Your time is very valuable and you need to start looking at it that way and treating it that way and that kind of like changed my my viewpoint but if you think that about yourself and you let your kids get away with treating you that way that's sending a horrible horrible message anyway you want to nip that in the bud and that's how you do it is before they get a job outside the home you set it up and say hey look you're not this is what's going to be the temptation but if you choose to do that and not contribute at home, a you know, you're you'll lose any money that you make that day, you don't get to keep it because that's disrespectful to the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. And if it continues, you're not going to be able to keep that job. Yeah, it's pretty I, pretty simple. It's over. And you know
1: what's amazing, Hannah? We set this up with our very first children and our, our daughter was the uh, our oldest daughter was the first one to get the job outside the home. And she knew that these were the requirements. And so she would get up extra early on Saturday morning and get her weekly job done before she went off to work, knowing that any money she earned at work would go into the family job jar account if she didn't get her job done before she left. And so that works really well. If your kids, you know, for whatever reason, uh, neglect to do their duties at home and go off and earn all this money, you smile and say, oh, well, that's not what we talked about. You collect the money, and it goes right into the job jar fund, and they can earn it back yeah. <laughs> a and dollar so, at a time.
0: Yeah, and you want to set these. Ideally, you want to set these things up ahead of time. Well, no, you have to. Otherwise, you it have to. nothing Otherwise, yeah, yeah. It, it, it ends up in a fight. So if, if you're already doing things and you need to have a family council say, hey, what we're doing is not working. This is why. We need to rethink this. We need to... Re- redo this, and so we have a great podcast on how to run family councils. And so, if you are in that situation where you, you know you're already seeing this going on in your family, listen to the podcast about how to run a family council, yeah. and and get then, everybody on board, and get everybody yeah. on board, and and set this up.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's so. Let's just kind of recap kind of everything we talked about. Where we there's only two different scenarios when it comes to job substitutions. Either it's excused. Where it's unexcused. And we kind of defined what those mean, what the term excused means, either you're out of town or you're sick. And unexcused is basically, there's no excuse for you not to do your job other than you just didn't do it. And then we talked about you know, how the app deals with these things where uh, details about how the app deals with excused substitutions versus unexcused substitutions. And then we kind of ran a couple scenarios about the mechanics of you know, how an actual substitution, we gave three examples of different ways in which substitutions work and then we kind of wrapped it up with you know the different techniques that you're going to run into with people trying to get out of you know having to pay for substitutions or how to get out of having to do their jobs and i wanted to end with just a recap of the the fundamental principle and this is this is really what we want is to remember that everyone in the family has a stewardship whether you're getting paid or not all the responsibilities in the house need to be divided up and it is your responsibility money pants we do recommend paying kids and, and having them earn the things that they get. But whatever the case, if you don't do the job, you're going to have to pay somebody else to do it because it's not fair or right for one person to be doing all the work. And as you mentioned, Hannah, it's, you got to set all this up ahead of time. And Family Counsel is a great place to do that. And that's it. That's, those are all of our thoughts on the, this concept of substitutions and how, and how to do it effectively and how to kind of avoid some of the potential pitfalls. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They may want to listen to, we, we may cover a topic or answer a question that they currently have. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email, and we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy once again our mystery guest composition. We'll see you next time.
0: Hours. Ooh, I have
1: yeah. superpowers. Money pay. How do I do that? Cash. Ooh, I like cash. Money. Ooh, even better. Tell me more. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's what I'm talking about now. Talk about cash. Cash.
1: Money. I money. I like
0: money. It's time for.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Money pants. Hey, give me some money pants. Yeah, money pants. I want money pants. Every day. All I want is more money pants. Me too. Money pants. Hey, give me some money pants. Yeah. I want money pants. Money pants.
1: Money pants,
0: yeah. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I do.